when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. In Puerto Rico, there's adventure around every corner and natural treasures waiting to be explored, like El Yunque, the only tropical rainforest in the U.S. Get swept away by natural beauty and come away with unique stories that could only be experienced in Puerto Rico and that remind you why you travel in the first place. Visits end, but stories last forever. You don't become a part of the island, it becomes a part of you. No passports required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh. Chuck, say hi. Hi, Josh. This is Stuff You Should Know. You put Chuck and I together in a room and press record and you get Stuff You Should Know, just like that. That's that easy. Yeah. We should put like a star twinkle in there. Um, Chuck? Yes, Josh. Have you ever passed by like an old store or something like that and you you just felt drawn to go look in the window, just kind of peer in it? An old store that's... Closed down? Yeah, like it. Yeah, okay. exactly. I'm sorry. An old unused store of some sort. Like an old grocery store. Oh, yeah. And you look inside, and really it's just kind of like, you know, some pillars that hold the, the ceiling up. Uh huh. Maybe if you're lucky, a couple of uh, shelving units. Yeah. That's about it, right? I do. I, I'll get into this a little later, but I'm way, way, way turned on by this uh, subject we're going to be talking about today. Really? Uh huh. I'm way into it, and I've done it. Turned on. Well, yeah, sure, intellectually. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird thing to be turned <laughs> yeah. on by. But have you ever, okay, well, wow, my whole intro's just shot. Let's talk about urban explorers, okay. shall we? <laughs> sorry to derail you. No, you're fine, you're fine. Um, uh, so, okay, so we're talking about urban exploration. Right. Uh, and let's just give a little background here, a little definition right here. Well, uh, urban <laughs> explorers are people that, uh, it doesn't always have to be urban, meaning city. It's basically when you go and explore any uh, abandoned structure, correct? Almost always abandoned. Almost always abandoned. Yeah. Structure. And you see what's there. There's there's some ground rules. You know, you're not supposed to take anything. No, there's some real codes of conduct that that have cropped up that are, like, really strict. Uh So, um Basically, you, you've got urban exploration really kind of starting in earnest in the 1970s, right? Right. There's in this, San Francisco? Yeah. This group called the Suicide Club. And I'm not entirely certain, but I think Ken Kesey was a member. Um, and they used to go tour like um, old utility tunnels uh-huh. and uh, old hospitals and stuff around San Francisco. They also used to do, and I think this is where they got their name, um, during storms, they'd <coughs> jump into San Francisco Bay. And apparently there was one seawall. They had some heavy chains linked to it, uh-huh. so they'd hold on to the chains and just get whipped around by the waves. Wow. Yeah, they did other weird stuff. They had like dinner parties on Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, that was really cool. But they, 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 and also you can even go a little further back than that. Um, in the '50s, students at uh, MIT um, used to uh, tour uh, like underground steam tunnels on, uh-huh. around campus and everything. But most people credit Suicide Club as the people who really started to do urban exploration. Right. 
But it took about 20 years before it really started to catch on. Uh-huh. And so you got the 90s, and now all of a sudden there's that, that code of conduct, the code of ethics, right? Right. Which were? Uh, well, like I said before, you're not supposed to take anything. What I thought was interesting is uh, there's this old saying with uh, camping and wilderness exploration, which is take only pictures, leave only footprints. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like the, 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 exact the Sierra Club. Uh, oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same thing with urban explorers. Even though they're, you know, a lot of people would just say they're just ratty old buildings, they have a lot of respect for it. It seems like. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that they have to contend with. I mean, you have homeless people who sure. find these ratty old buildings to provide shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got people who uh, I've never understood the compulsion to um, spray graffiti, especially right. when you suck at it. I don't. Right. I've got a can of black paint, and look, I can write. Right. It just looks awful. Now, if you're a graffiti artist, That's totally different. different. Right. But just spray painting something for the sake of spray right. painting it, I don't understand it. Yeah. yeah, especially if your tag sucks. I don't. I don't think you should do it. Right. I think you should either work on your tag or just quit altogether. Right. Um, okay, so uh, they, they've got all these other people that actually probably kind of give their, them a bad name, urban explorers. And when I say them, I'm referring to a vast network of people who are either uh, totally independent, loosely, or very tightly um, knit. Right, thanks to the Internet. Uh, yeah, the Internet's really helped, which is probably why it started to really take off in the 90s. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and these people are just, like you said, they're drawn to... Uh, abandoned or unused or um, neglected uh, man-made structures. Yeah. right. I am. Yeah, and, and but they don't. They're not the ones who are doing the the graffiti. No, that's because that's against the code of conduct. They don't, don't break things. You don't can't. Take things. Yes, you can't use wire cutters to make it past a fence. Yeah, I like that one. Um, you you know you certainly can't kick in a door or anything right. like that. And yeah, if there's like uh, I I read about one guy who found this old mining office. Uh-huh. And it was like a 19th century office, and he found like these reams of like really personal personnel files, uh-huh. way more personal than you. Oh, well, I would hope my personnel file is. Um, and he he just sat there and read them and quietly put them back. Right. Um, I think he found some X-rays and things there too of like people with black lung and just really interesting stuff. But he didn't take as anything. Right. He put them back where he found them. Um, so that's another one too. Uh-huh. Um, so all of this stuff kind of forces you to get creative, right? And how you get in. How you get in, but also, you know, what you're doing while you're there. If you right. can't take anything to show your friends, that logically leads to documenting it. Right. And there are tons. If you go on to Flickr mm-hmm. and type in uh, urban exploration, urban explorer, urban anything, about urban whatever, as long as it has to do with UE, mm-hmm. it brings up some really cool stuff. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you got to. And, of course, my favorite website of all time, Forgotten Detroit, which I make love you it. look at probably, what, once a month? Yeah. Even love, though it hasn't changed love, in, love like, a, a decade. Right. Um, yeah. That, that's the same thing, too. It's a, One of the aspects of urban exploration is to document this crumbling present that's actually very much rooted in the past. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what have you explored? I'm curious. Well, I don't know when this all started, but I was really young, and... Just, I, I, th- I thought most boys were like this, but I was way, way into exploring things. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's a photographer. He used to take my brother and I out to the country in Georgia to photograph old uh, barns and things. And my brother and I would always explore these barns. And that's, I guess that's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. And there's something about a large, uh, it actually, do- I'm not sure, you could probably study me clinically, because <laughs> anytime I'm in a large, empty building, I get really excited. 
Like it doesn't even have to be an old abandoned building, but I've taken like a tour of like a stadium, let's mm-hmm. say, uh, Sanford Stadium at UGA mm-hmm. when no one else was there. And being out there with no one else, it just, there's something about it. It just, I don't know, it thrills me. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, I mean, have you gotten into this a little more? Have you taken it to? Well, yeah. I, when I was about 13 or 14, uh, my family used to vacation in Florida, in Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. And there was an old fort there uh, at the campground called Fort Pickens. Uh 1843 is when this thing was built, mm-hmm. and it was in service till about uh, 47. And we uh, made torches, just like you see on TV, with like the stuff, the cloth wrapped around the end. And the battery there on the beach, you could sneak through the, the bars. They were like prison bars. And my brother and I did this, and we explored all these rooms and tunnels from like the Civil War. Guys had stuff like scratched on the wall and painted on the wall. Was it like a prison? Uh, I don't really know. I actually looked today to try and find out exactly what part of Fort Pickens we were in. I think it was uh, the battery. I don't think it was a prison. Okay. But they would have the bar, so you you, you know obviously the enemy couldn't get in and right, right. get to their stuff. Unless they were 14-year-old boy enemies. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we explored the heck out of uh, Fort Pickens, and it was really, really cool. And then I did it again. Probably about eight or nine years ago in Atlanta, I lived in some warehouses on the west side of Atlanta, and my friend and I got into one that was uh, empty and kind of boarded up, and we found all these old blueprints for MARTA, our subway system here, for when MARTA was first being pitched to the city in the 70s, and all these old plans and blueprints and letters and things like that. Sweet. Yeah. Wow. So I'm way into it. I guess so. I I mean, not way into it. I'm, I'm obviously not in a club. And I don't do this regularly, but when I have done it, I just think it's really cool. Do you have a handle? I don't have a handle. Okay. I I didn't take anything, though, and I didn't even know that was a rule. I just didn't want to disturb anything. It sounds like you are a true urban explorer. Yeah, so I've done it a few times, and I would do it again at the drop of a hat. I mean, if someone knew of a place, if you called me up on a Friday and mm-hmm. said, hey, man, I know this empty uh, shopping mall, yeah, I, the, I would go in a second. I'm glad you said shopping malls. There is one that um, actually I want to plug another site, uh, uer.ca. It's a Canadian Urban Exploration Resources site, uh-huh. um, and they basically they allow people to post you know documentation of their own explorations. And there was one that I was looking at in Atlanta. I think I showed you too. Yeah, of the old Avondale Mall, right, which is and right near where I grew up. So whoever did that just did a spectacular. Um, job of documenting this mall. It was clearly in its heyday in the 80s. Everything's yeah. very pastelish. Right. Um, it, it's, there's like huge mirrors everywhere. Uh-huh. It is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. And now it's gone. Yeah, there's a Walmart there. Which is another point of urban exploration as far as I understand it. You're, you're catching a last snapshot of um, something before it dies. Right. Because we inevitably tear just about everything down. Right. And this is this is keeping it for posterity, not in its in its form of you know when it was in its in its peak or or you know functioning, but almost like after it's aged and right before it dies, uh-huh. you're you're kind of capturing that one last look. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's at this point that we should say we do not recommend urban exploring because yeah. it is in fact trespassing and it is illegal. So we're not saying you should go out and urban explore just because your friend Chuck has. Not only that, it's very, very dangerous. It can be, yeah. By definition, a neglected building is, you know, in it's a dangerous place. Right. Um, you know, there's such things as building inspectors, but they only inspect functioning buildings. Right. 
Um, so if you take the function out of a building, there goes the building inspector, and you have no idea whether you're going to fall through a floor or, you know, um, have a floor fall on you from above, which would make it a ceiling, I believe. Right. Actually, someone passed away not too long ago. Is that correct? Yeah, in Australia, there were some kids uh, that were exploring a sewer system. And there was like a, a sudden storm, and mm-hmm. the stormwater just came hard and fast, swept them off their feet, and um, pinned them against a grate where oh, it was exiting into the ocean, and they drowned, yeah. pinned against this grate. So, yeah, I mean, you could. It can be very dangerous. It can be. So, yeah, I think that was a good move, Chuck. I think our legal department's really going to appreciate right. that. Don't listen to me. Exactly. Listen to me, but don't do what I say. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. So... So we've talked about shopping malls, right? But there are actual, like, you know, there's other mundane things like that, like um, an old office building or uh-huh. something like that. Um, there's just, if you, if you for some reason, if you take people if out of a building and leave it there for 10 years, anything's interesting. Yeah. Right? But there's also some, like, destination spots for urban exploration. Like, um, have you heard of uh, Danvers State Hospital? No. Have you ever seen the movie Session Nine? I have. I've, You've seen Session Nine? Yeah, I brought You're like that up. The only in a, other person I've ever I've ever uh, met who saw uh, Session yeah, Nine. Yeah, I brought that up for uh, our asbestos article because it's an asbestos team in the, that's right, in the yeah. movie that's yeah. going to this abandoned mental hospital. Yeah, very creepy movie. Yeah, yeah, it is very very creepy. But that's that's filmed at Danvers. Okay. Um, and uh, there's another place that's in Massachusetts, and it's an abandoned uh, insane asylum. Uh huh. Um, which is just creepy enough, but sure. this thing is huge, old Gothic architecture, oh, yeah. old brick. I would love to walk through that place. <clears throat> well, there is one that's similar that you could walk through, uh, which actually technically takes it off of any uh, urban exploration list because one of the things is that it, it has to be off limits oh, okay. to truly be urban exploration. Right. Um, there's a place called Waverly Hills in Kentucky. Uh-huh. It's a tuberculosis sanatorium, and I think it was around for... 30 or 40 years, and in that period of time, 60,000 people died there. Uh. Yeah, it was bad. They have, like, this little morgue um, that's still there, the white tile. There's, like, hospital, like old-time hospital gurneys everywhere, uh-huh. old-timey wheelchairs. 
It is beyond creepy. And that's actually open for tours. I think there's a couple that either bought right. it or bought the rights to give tours there. So that's cool. Waverly Hills in Kentucky would be a good place to go if you're into that. I love it. I think part of it has to do with being scared. I like that feeling. Um, it's a exhilarating feeling to be somewhat frightened. I'm not talking scared out of my wits or anything. I don't like that. But there's something about an element of danger or being scared and being some large, dark place alone that it just... I don't know. I get a kick out of it. I agree. Well, you and your brother, take your own advice. Be careful if you're going to do it. And uh, if you did, don't say that we told you to do it. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's urban exploration. Uh, And this is Listener Mail. Okay. So, uh, Chuck, what do you have for us? Uh, Josh, I have a couple of quick corrections this week. Okay. We're not always right. That is a lie. We do the best we can with facts. But uh, sometimes we think of things uh, on the fly and don't exactly have it at our fingertips. So we have a couple of corrections in our podcast about, uh, which one was it with the magic bullets? Where, was it, where's the best place to get shot? When you uh, talked about Kennedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you mentioned uh, that you thought it was a senator who was shot with JFK in Dallas. And of course it wasn't. No, and you should have known this one. Uh, Texas Governor John Connolly, who was actually in the car with him. Why should I have known that one? Because it's that was a big event in our nation's history. I agree. But, wow. I'm not scolding you, but okay. I didn't know it either, so what am I saying? And, and that, who, who is that from? That was from Dave Barton. Thanks, Dave. Dave. And then uh, Carrie Klinger, who is a dentist uh, here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. actually, uh, says she wanted to comment on the inconsistency with the one about the FDA and herbal substance uh, regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we compared Tylenol, over-the-counter Tylenol to Tylenol-3, which you need a prescription to get. And the reason you need a prescription is because Tylenol-3 is uh, regular Tylenol with codeine added, which is a narcotic. I don't, I don't even remember saying that. Can we play the clip real quick? Exactly. Like, think about how you perceive Tylenol. Sure. And then how you perceive Tylenol-3, that stuff with codeine. Right. Which is pretty much like 800 milligrams of Tylenol, right. I think. Something like that. Uh, that's from Carrie Klinger, and uh, like I said, she's a dentist, and she said it's not a matter of a difference in dosage. It's a much different drug with a narcotic in it, and so it's subject to regulation. And she says that she prescribes it whenever she takes a tooth out, and I'm actually in the market for a dentist, so I'm like, oh, I've, look. I've got one for you. Well, I want to go to Carrie Klinger here in Atlanta so okay. I can uh, get some codeine. That's that's awesome. You're med-seeking, you realize. Uh, well, I'm in ca- I'd need it in case I had a tooth out. Have you noticed we're huge in the dental community? We are. That's two uh, letters from dentists. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Well, thank you uh, to Carrie Klinger and uh, Dave. Dave. Thanks, Dave. Um, and if you want your letter read, make sure it's witty and clever and send it to Stuff Podcast at How Stuff Works. Dot com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 